I want you to imagine, and for some of you this will be very easy, some of you will be a little harder. Imagine you have, and don't look, don't look around at anybody during this part, just kind of focus in. Imagine you have an older sibling. Again, this is easy for some of you, some, but yeah, just, just stay with me here, okay? And this older sibling is that really annoying older sibling that gets like really good grades and uh, like they're popular and they're good at a lot of things. I know. I know. I, I know that. Just st stay with me. Stay with me, okay? Now, here's the thing. And like I said, and they're popular, and they almost seem perfect, right? Okay? And they drive you crazy because you're, like, listen, just stay with me here. I know. I ruined it right there. That's okay. And, like, you're a little bit jealous of them, but you also, like, want to be like them, but you also kind of hate them because they are like that. Now, imagine that. Only way more than even ours because imagine if your big brother was Jesus. Okay, now some of you guys are the older sibling and you feel like I was just talking about you, but I promise you are not as awesome as Jesus was. Can you imagine being Jesus' little brother? Like you know his siblings heard from Mary like, you know, I never have to ask Jesus to clean his room. Jesus' room is always clean, right? I never, how come Jesus can put his dishes in the sink, but you can't, right? Imagine, like, this is what I'm imagining being Jesus' little brother. Um, I have another one here. Hang on, i got to look at it because I forgot what it was. Oh, yeah, how come Jesus does all his homework right when he gets home, but you wait till the last minute? Like, why can't you be like your big brother? How much would that be, like, weird to be Jesus' little brother? That would be really hard, I think, and, and I don't know. Or sister, I apologize to the ladies in the house, yes. Uh, it would be weird to be Jesus' little sibling, Okay. But in the Bible, Jesus' little brother, actually a couple of them, we're going to talk about one in particular, has a pretty prominent role, and yet you may not know very much about him. You may not have really even heard much about him at all. So tonight we're going to talk about Jesus' little brother, James. Now in the Bible, there's a lot of dudes who have the same name, right? We have like King Saul in the Old Testament, and then we have Saul before he becomes Paul in the New Testament. Yes, ma'am. That's right. James, yeah, I was going to get to that. Man, are you reading my notes? What's going on here? Yeah, okay. There's a couple of Johns. We have John the Beloved and John the Baptist. John the Beloved wrote the book of John, but he talks a lot about John the Baptist in the book. Um, it's confusing. And, uh, of course, we have several Jameses. James, son of Zebedee, who I've said it before, I'll say it again. He and his brother were called the Sons of Thunder, and that's an awesome nickname. I think Wes and I should start calling ourselves that just because. Um, also would be a cool band name for what that's worth, but... Uh, I'm just going to ignore that. And, uh, and uh, so we got a couple of James, but James, the son of Zebedee, he was the brother of John the Beloved. He was a disciple. This James is the brother of Jesus. Oh, there's another James who is the, f there's another James who is the father of Judas, who's one of the disciples, but not Judas Iscariot, the disciple who betrayed Jesus. There's two Judases. One of them is the son of a third James. Anyways. That's the whole point of this part of the message. So good, I'm glad you're getting that. Yes, a lot of these people have the same names. We are talking about James, the brother of Jesus. That's the James that I'm talking about tonight. I'm going to use this instead of that so I'm not looking at the floor all the time. Now, James, the brother of Jesus, like we talked about, it would be probably hard being the brother of Jesus. He, you just now remembered that your middle name was James or what? Oh, <laughs> okay. She had to remind you that your middle name was James. All right. That's pretty sad. So, nobody in the world, and if you have siblings, most of you guys do, 
Actually, I think all of you do. There's nobody in the world that knows your problems like your sibling. Like, nobody is more willing to point out your faults than your sibling, right? Like, like Wes and I, we have this thing. I'm not wrong often, but when I am, he has to point it out. He has to make sure. He's wrong a lot, and I point that out too. Um, like, we, you know, we totally do that to our siblings, and, and I think we can all probably agree. And, you know, and as you get older, you get along better with them. Wes and I get along better now than we did when we were kids. But still, you know, we still occasionally bicker. When our parents were here over Christmas, we reverted back to, like, our 12- and 8-year-old selves and just bickered the entire time. It was strange. It, like, it was amazing. When our parents got here, we immediately started fighting again. And we don't fight that much, but we just picked at each other the whole week they were here. It was weird. The little brother that doesn't talk to you is your favorite sibling. Okay. So here's the thing. We know that there's nobody who's quicker to remind you of your faults. Okay. Stay, stay with me here. That nobody is quicker to remind you of the things you... Hey, y'all, ladies, stay with me, please. There's no one quicker to tell you the things you did wrong than your sibling. Okay? Especially if you're the younger one. Us big ones tend to go all mom and dad sometimes, I'll admit. Right? Like, I mean... And I've seen some of you guys in action about that. Um, but here's the thing. That is what makes it all the more amazing that James actually believed that Jesus was God. Because imagine this. Imagine you grew up your whole life with somebody, you know, and, and you have lived with them or whatever. And then all of a sudden you're adults and your big brother or sister starts claiming to be God. It's ridiculous, right? It sounds stupid. Because what would we do today? We would throw them in like an insane asylum, right? We would be like, um, Mom, we need to call the psychiatrist because uh, they just went nuts, right? Like all of a sudden, that, all of a sudden your older brother starts, or sister's like, yeah, I'm God. Y- y'all didn't know I'm the Messiah that, you know, Isaiah promised and stuff. That would be weird. And that's exactly what happened in the Bible. Mark 3, verse 21, and then 31 and 32 says, Then his family heard about this. They went to take charge of him, for they said, he is out of his mind. His family thought he was crazy. Then Jesus' mother, this is a little bit later, Jesus' mother and brothers arrived, standing outside. They sent someone in to call him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they said, your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. Like, Jesus is in there teaching, doing his God thing, and they're like, we need to get him out of there before he embarrasses the family. Right? Like, that's what's happening. And that's exactly what would happen today. If, you, if our big brother or sister started claiming to be God, we would immediately just call the, you know, the the... the the asylum, the hospital, whatever, they'd be shacked up in the wacko basket pretty quick, okay? And so it's amazing to me that James believed in Jesus. Like, you know James must have seen Jesus after he was risen. Like, he probably watched the crucifixion because Bethlehem wasn't that far, Nazareth, you know, they're not that far from Jerusalem. There's a good chance James watched the crucifixion. And then a few days later probably saw his brother. In fact, and I don't have this up there, but in the Bible it says that Jesus appeared to James and the disciples. It mentions James specifically. And so we know that James did see that. And so that's crazy. Like, just imagining your big brother is God is something that would be very hard for us to believe. But not only did James believe that Jesus was God, and he also became a leader in the church. Um, He was a pastor, and he wrote a whole book of the Bible. And the Apostle Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, uh, actually referred to James as one of the pastors that he was accountable to. So the Apostle Paul, who wrote like a bunch of books in the New Testament, was like uh, under the leadership, he was accountable to the pastoral leadership of James, the brother of Jesus. Now that's pretty cool. It's pretty strange, but it's pretty cool. 
And so here's the thing, and this probably is going to be a very long message, but that's okay. Um, knowing that, knowing, okay, James is a brother of Jesus. He lived with Jesus his whole life. He saw Jesus die, saw some miracles, saw him after he was alive. It would be super easy to, for James to have gotten super arrogant about that. Okay, that would have been really easy. Um, how many of you guys know somebody or you've been around somebody who was a name dropper? Who just like mentioned that they had hung around with somebody that was kind of famous or like you've ever seen that? Like, you know, um, Taylor's a name dropper. Taylor looks confused now. There you go. Okay. You've kind of done that. How have you done that? Yeah, okay, that's, yeah. Because you're Uncle Chris. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they know the prime minister of, of the country? That's cool. You've been to their house. There you go. See, it would have been super easy for James to be like, okay, y'all got to listen to me. Jesus was my brother. Like, I spent 25 years living with James. You hung out with Frosty, Gill- Frosty Gillum's house? Y'all, y'all had tea at Frosty Gillum's house. There you go. See, here's the thing. It would have been really easy for James to be like that, to be like, oh, please, y'all got to listen to me. You know who my brother was? Like, come on. You know, my brother was Jesus. I spent all my life with Jesus. Nobody knows Jesus better than I do, so y'all have to listen to me. It would have been easy for that, for him to get like that, like really, really easy. Um, but he wasn't like that. In fact, in James 1.1, the, the, the beginning of James, the first thing he says is, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. What does he not mention? That he's his brother. Yeah, he doesn't mention that. You would think he would. Like, if I wrote a letter and I was Jesus' brother, like, hey, this is my authority because I'm Jesus' brother. But James is not like that. James is totally humble about it, which is awesome. All he says is, I'm a servant of Jesus. He never says, I'm a brother of Jesus. When I think about name droppers myself, I remember my college graduation. It was long and boring. And uh, the speaker, who I had to look up because I didn't remember this at all. I just kind of phased out during his during the commencement speech. His name was Dr. Ernest C. Cook, and I think he was a doctor. He's like a medical doctor or something like that. But the only thing I remember about the whole commencement speech, like occasionally you'll see like Bill Cosby or someone will give a really good commencement speech or Bill Gates. Like I've heard about these colleges getting these really cool commencement speeches that are really good. Mine was not like that. Mine was a really terrible speech because all I remember was that he name dropped the whole thing. Like, the, his whole speech was talking about the people he knew. And I was like, dude, who cares? We're like, you know, I'm sitting there in this stupid robe with the hat, and I just wanted to be done. Four years of college, and I was just ready to get out. And so it was a gown, whatever, leave it be. And so, uh, <laughs> what? How did I get out of high school? That's a fair question. Uh, public schools. But they, uh, the, dude was e- the dude was a really... It was boring speech, and all I remember was that he name-dropped, and I didn't like him very much because of that. Like, all of us were just sitting there with a weird little pink music tassel, because in music you get a pink tassel. So, um, so, a little pink tassel being bored. And James doesn't do that. James is totally humble. He's totally uh, not proud of who he is because he knows that even though he's Jesus' brother, that doesn't really mean that much in the big scheme of things. 
Okay? It doesn't really, that doesn't really give him any authority because if he's Jesus' brother who doesn't believe in Jesus, he's just another unsaved dude who's going to hell. And he knows that. And even though he knows he is Jesus' brother, when he, you know, when he does believe in Jesus, he's still just one of many guys who believes in Jesus and, and who is working for Jesus. And it's isn't that, that, you know, James isn't special because he obviously uh, has a lot of special gifts. Like, I mean, if Paul is accountable to you, that's pretty sweet. But it doesn't mean that he was particularly over anybody or anything like that. He didn't take it that way. And so the Bible says that we can be Jesus' brothers and sisters too. Like, no, we're not ever going to be physically, you know, Jesus' brother like James was, okay? You know, we're not, we're not going to be, we're not going to grow up with Jesus, you know, being jealous because he got his, all his homework done quick, okay? But Mark 3.35, this is Jesus speaking, says, whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. So here's the thing. None of us are ever going to actually physically grow up with Jesus. But we do have the ability to be in a part of his family and to be brothers in Christ. That's why we talk about being brothers and sisters in Christ. We're brothers and sisters of Christ like James. Okay, I think the next sermon series we're going to do is going to be, is gonna, we're going to go through the book of James once I get back from Phoenix next week. Um, and so this worked out as, a, as, a, as like an introduction to that. Because James is, the book is really cool. It's full of good stuff. But the main point I want you guys to take tonight, like kind of the, the main thing is this. No matter who we are, you might be the big brother, you might be the little brother, your little sister, whatever. You might be the, you know, the whatever. And no matter who you are, whether you're talented in certain ways, talented in other ways, you know, some of us are musically talented, some of us aren't, that's okay. And, you know, some of us are athletically gifted and other of us, not so much. And that's okay too. Um, but no matter who we are, whether we're the brother of Jesus, literally or not, we all have a purpose to serve. James could have been a jerk about everything and not been very, a very effective missionary, but that's not, exa- that's not what happened. He served as a very effective leader of the church, and he got to write a book of the Bible, which is pretty cool. And yet, it would have been so easy for him not to, 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 to be a servant of his brother. It would have been super easy for him to be like, man, that's my brother, whatever, he can't be God, and just ignore it. So no matter who we are, no matter what we do, no matter what station we come from, no matter how much money our family has or doesn't have, or no matter how, what abilities we have, nobody is more effective or less effective because of that. We're more effective or less effective because of what Mark says. Are we doing the will of God? Are we staying in the will of God? Or like Jesus said in Mark, whoever does God's will is my brother and my sister and my mother. So here's the challenge. And it's a simple one tonight. It's not complicated. Like I said, it's not a long message particularly. Last week I went long, so I went a little shorter tonight. But stay in God's will. Be a brother of Jesus. Don't get haughty. Don't get arrogant. And it would be super easy, especially those of us that grew up in church. It's really easy sometimes for us to get like that. Like, oh, man, I know more scriptures than you. You know, whatever. Okay, allow the Lord to humble you sometimes because we all need that. I need that. I'm confident, borderline cocky. I'm fully aware of it. I need humbling sometimes. Okay, usually that comes from you guys, whether or not you know it. But uh, stay in the will of God. Stay focused on him, just like his brother was. Don't get distracted by position. Don't get distracted by titles. Don't get distracted by the things that are threatened to pull us to the side. But stay, ignore the what? Ignore the labels, absolutely. Labels stink. We don't like labels. 
okay? So, let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this night. God, I thank you for the example of your brother James, who had every opportunity to be arrogant and to look down on other people and to claim his status and to claim his position as something that, that makes him better than, than others, but he didn't do that. God, we thank you that James was humble and a servant of, of his brother, which is so hard for us to kind of imagine. To be our brother's servant is difficult, but I thank you for James' example. God, that, that he knew, he kept his eyes on you physically at times and, and, and emotionally and spiritually at other times, Lord, that, that uh, above all, he was there to glorify you and to lead people to you. God, I pray that that would be our goal and our aim is to glorify you and to lead people to you. God, not because of our position, not because of any title or any ability or any other thing that we may have that you have given us, God, but that we would use those opportunities at times to push people to you and to draw people towards you, but that we would not grow arrogant, we would not grow proud of those things. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would humble us when we need to be humbled. God, that when we need to be set straight, you would put people in our lives that would do that. God, that we would be able to lovingly uh, help each other stay humble in love. Uh, God, and that we would uh, be like James, God, and just seek after you and make you our primary, our primary focus and our primary goal. God, I just pray over each of these students that you would bless them, Lord, as they, uh, as they go to school this week, and pray that you would keep them safe in all that they do. Let them be an example to those around them, um, like James was to those around him. God, let us all be more like James. God, I pray that you would bless us as we go and as we come back again next week. And uh, it's in your name we pray. Amen.